Just curious, how many streaming subscriptions do you have? So I just canceled one. So I probably subscribe to about five right now. Our colleague Jessica Tunkel covers streaming companies, including Hulu. If you don't have cable, but you want to watch shows the next day, Hulu's a great place to go for a lot of that content. Abbott Elementary, one of my favorites, is on there. Please, do not forget everything that I taught you. Do forget everything she taught you. Toss it right out of the window. Modern Family, which is old, but I love it still, is on there. It's Gloria, right? Should I try slim-cut jeans? So I think a lot of people use it for that. And then... They've really started getting traction, I would say, with their own original programming. Handmaid's Tale has been a huge hit. Murders in the Building, another huge hit. Lester, what the hell? Found someone dead. <gasps> what? Sounds like they off themselves. You're kidding me. These days, Hulu is one of the bigger players in streaming. It has about 48 million subscribers, less than a quarter of what Netflix has. But it's still respectable. I do think that it's found its niche, and I feel like it it, it found its groove after a long time of struggling, I would say. That long period of struggling had a lot to do with conflicts between the big media companies that own Hulu. Currently, that's Disney and Comcast. They've had a number of pitched battles over the years. Just when things would settle down, something new would crop up. And now they're fighting again. But this time, the battle is bigger than before. At stake is full ownership of Hulu. I think this is almost like siblings fighting over a toy. And that fight will come to a head next year. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Jessica Mendoza. It's Wednesday, May 31st. Coming up on the show, the face-off over who will own Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. The story of how Hulu came to be so complicated goes all the way back to 2007. Quick refresher. In 2007, George W. Bush was president. Rihanna's umbrella was the song of the summer. And streaming was just starting to become a thing. This is a time when Netflix just started offering streaming. They were still doing DVDs, if you remember the DVDs in the mail. Oh, yeah. But they just started doing streaming, and these media companies came together and said, we need to come up with our own solution for this. The media companies behind Hulu in the early days included NBC, which is now owned by Comcast, as well as Disney and Fox. These companies were fierce competitors, but Netflix gave them a reason to join forces. I mean, they had a common enemy, and they saw it, so they just said... 
let's get together and let's bulk up and let's do this. They came up with Hulu as a solution of we will provide entertainment shows after they appear on TV through this streaming service. And this will be our solution to Netflix. This is how we'll protect ourselves. The rivals partnered up and got behind Hulu. But Hulu's many owners didn't always agree. There were lots of spats throughout the existence of this company. Yeah, very much like what you were describing. Siblings, kind right, of like. exactly. I don't want to do that. No, you have to do that. <laughs> no, it's your turn to empty the dishwasher. Like, stuff like that, right? Hulu's owners wrangled over just how much revenue each of them should get and whether they should sell Hulu. But Jessica says those skirmishes were small compared to what went down in 2017. That year, Disney announced a major deal. The Walt Disney Company is buying a large portion of 21st Century Fox. That includes its movie and TV studios, the Hulu streaming service, and a number of hit franchises. The deal was- This had big implications for Hulu. Once the sale went through, Disney would take over Fox's stake in Hulu and become the streaming platform's majority owner. Comcast didn't love that. It didn't want one of its biggest media competitors getting even bigger. That's one reason why Comcast launched its own bid for Fox's assets. Soon, Disney and Comcast were locked in a bidding war. It was several months of very tense battle between these companies. But Disney prevailed. Disney won Fox. Comcast had lost out. And that wasn't the end of the company's problems. Because while all this Disney deal-making was happening, Comcast was in a bit of a weird situation. It had a financial stake in Hulu, but it wasn't allowed to influence its management. This arrangement was temporary. It had been imposed by regulators years earlier as a condition for approving Comcast's acquisition of NBC. They just had to be a passive owner. So that meant that they had an economic interest, but they didn't have any people on the board of Hulu. They couldn't make any active decisions around Hulu. What Comcast didn't know was that while it was a restricted player in Hulu, Disney and Fox had seized the opportunity to change a few things. One of them was how big content decisions were made at Hulu. Usually all of Hulu's owners needed to approve those decisions unanimously, but... As we report, the night before they announced their deal, Disney and Fox changed the rules around Hulu so that when Comcast was going to become an active owner, they couldn't do anything to block what they wanted to do. Basically, Disney and Fox were making sure Comcast couldn't get in their way. It was a power grab. And Comcast didn't find out about it till months later when they became an active owner and they went through all the board minutes and everything. That's according to our reporting. Oh my gosh, that's so sneaky. It was pretty sneaky. It was a pretty sneaky moment, yes. How did Comcast react when it found out? They threatened to sue. Calmer heads prevailed. You know, an executive from Comcast, an executive from Disney, had lunch and said, let's figure out how we can orchestrate a truce. Because a lawsuit, you know, lawsuits are not good for either of these companies. And they came up with this agreement The agreement would pave the way for Disney to assume full ownership of Hulu. Starting in 2024, either company can trigger a process for Comcast to sell its stake in Hulu to Disney. Assuming Hulu continued to grow and its value increased, that sale could mean a big payday for Comcast. 
Did it kind of seem like the battle over Hulu was over? It did seem like the battle for Hulu was over. I actually remember feeling very optimistic at the time (laughs) because, again, like, Hulu had just been, like, bogged down by all these, like, quibbling around it. Like, they couldn't make any decisions. They couldn't move fast enough because these companies were always fighting. So I was like, finally, Disney has control. They're going to be able to do all this stuff. It's over. Let's see what they do with it. But the next fight over Hulu was already brewing. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Disney and Comcast had come to a truce, and that truce set the stage for Disney to buy out Comcast's Hulu stake in 2024. But that piece didn't last, because there was a misunderstanding baked into their agreement. According to Jessica's reporting, Comcast executives believed Hulu was about to get a whole lot more valuable, because Disney was about to expand Hulu abroad. Comcast is like, hey, we just think this is going to grow. The streaming, everyone loves streaming. This is just going to get bigger and you're going to go international and that will be even bigger. Whether that is in writing is up for debate. I don't know that it was in writing, but there are people close to Comcast that were definitely under the impression that that was the agreement. And then Disney didn't do that. Disney scrapped its plans to launch Hulu internationally. Instead, in 2021, Disney expanded another streaming service it owned, called Star, which already had a foothold in Asia. Their argument is no one knows Hulu outside the United States. It would have been very expensive to market the Hulu brand outside the United States. And that, you know, this was all going on during COVID, where, you know, theme parks were shut down, movie theaters were shut down, so they were strapped for cash. So their argument is... This was within our right, and this was the right decision to make. People close to the situation said Disney's view was that it never promised to expand Hulu overseas. What does Comcast think? Why why does Comcast think Disney didn't expand Hulu? Comcast thinks Disney didn't expand Hulu to hurt the valuation of Hulu and keep it as low as it could. And so now they are in arbitration over this. They've been in arbitration for several months. Many of the top executives were deposed late last year. We are expecting a decision on this imminently. So what does the arbitration actually involve? It'll be damages, right? If Comcast loses, then we'll just move on. 
But if Comcast wins, Disney will have to pay Comcast a certain amount of damages. As all of this is going on over the past few years, the streaming landscape has changed. Could you talk about what it looks like now compared to, say, when Hulu started? I mean, back in 2007, when they launched Hulu, Netflix was the common enemy. But now, all of these companies have launched their own streaming services. A few years ago, Disney launched Disney+. Plus. Comcast launched Peacock. So they're all competing with each other. So not only are they competing with their traditional businesses, they're competing for subscribers with their streaming services. Sometimes that competition has come at the expense of Hulu. For example, last year, Comcast pulled a bunch of NBC Universal shows off of Hulu. Now, if you want to stream Saturday Night Live or The Voice, you have to do it on Peacock. All of this is setting the stage for what could be the final big showdown over Hulu. Remember, in 2024, Disney will get its chance to buy out Comcast and own Hulu outright. How hard will it be for Disney and Comcast to actually come together and make a sale happen? I think this is going to be pretty complicated. These are two companies that have had a history of battles. So I am just expecting this to be another drawn-out battle. The sticking point will be, how do we determine the value of this asset? So each side will come up with their own valuation. If they're within about 10% of each other, great, go for it. But if they're not, then they have to bring in a third party to kind of figure out the difference. And that it'll, given the fact that these companies have been tens of billions of dollars apart on how each one values Hulu, I don't expect them to come to an agreement on this anytime soon. This month, Disney CEO Bob Iger said Disney and Comcast had had, quote, cordial discussions. Days later, Comcast CEO Brian Roberts said he believed it was likely that Disney would buy Comcast's stake. If Disney does own all of Hulu, what does that mean for consumers, for people who are already sort of paying for Hulu or paying for Disney Plus? So Disney has already said that they're working on making Hulu a tile into Disney Plus, which all that means is if you subscribe to both Hulu and Disney Plus, you could just log on to Disney Plus and watch both of these services and not have to go to two separate services. You have to think that that is like step one, right? They do that. And then eventually you have to think that maybe it just becomes all one app and it had a higher price than Disney Right, I was going to say. Of course, it's not going to go. Yeah, of, of course, of course. Do you think this kind of idealistic sort of partnership among rivals that created Hulu in the first place, could this have ever worked? Or was it, like, doomed to fail? It's very hard to be (laughs) rivals and partners Mm -hmm. on any entity. Mm. And in the case of Hulu, I think it really held the company back. They were moved slower with their own original programming. I mean, when you think about it, like, Handmaid's Tale was their first breakout, really. And that wasn't that long ago. I just don't think they were as nimble as they could have been because there have just been so many tiffs between these companies. So I think it's hard. I mean, it's a great question, though, because I also sort of think partnerships might become more important for these companies. You know, it it would be great if some of these companies would partner more. I think it would also be easier for the consumer not to have to have a million streaming services. Yes. (laughs) Um, 
but it's it's just really hard. That's all for today, Wednesday, May 31st. Additional reporting in this episode by Amal Sharma. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.